the St Albans Podcast Theatre Show with Ben and Susie. Welcome to the St Albans Podcast Theatre Show with Ben and Susie. Although having said that, it's just Susie. Uh, this week's episode is a little bit different. We've been to see an absolute ton of shows. There's so much been going on. So we're going to hit you quite hard and fast with some reviews. So on this week's show, we are reviewing Hard Copy, which was uh, presented at the company by the Company of Ten at the Abbey Theatre. Then um, we've spent quite a lot of time down at the Roman Theatre. And we've got reviews for you of Much Ado, um, about nothing, about Romeo and Julie. Juliet, uh, then back to the the uh, um, sorry, back to the Abbey Theatre for Ben Hur, um, and actually this week we even have uh, some guest reviewers, and that is uh, our very own Danny Smith from the main podcast, uh, along with um, Katie Robinson, who starred in loads of local um, productions, and they kindly went and reviewed Ben Hur for us. I hope you enjoy the show. Tonight we are at the Abbey Theatre to watch Hard Copy. Translated from its original French, the uh, English language premiere. I know, this is very exciting. So literally nobody's ever seen this in English before. Exactly. Unless so, you sat in well, it on a rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's at the Abbey Theatre, 26th to the 28th. And then it's going to Camden People's Theatre because it's the English language premiere. So mm-hmm. we, I think we're really going to see something special. Exactly. It's, it's definitely, uh, well, workplace bullying, not a very happy topic, but we'll see how it affects us. Although it does say it's bully bruised and bound to make you laugh. Well, it depends how mean you are, doesn't it? <laughs> if you're the bully or the bullied. I think we're about to find out. Let's go. Let's hear what the audience thought. James Tudor. Um, it's a very interesting play. <laughs> um, sort of confusing, but um, in a way that makes you think about whether it was funny or not because of the like twisted way it was portrayed I don't know uh, it's it's quite um, quite a hard to grasp play but that being said they did a very good job of it I thought um, it's quite interesting seeing that work environment fall into pieces <laughs> thank you Danny thought it was very well acted very French uh, uh, very witty a lot of laughs in it and uh, yeah it was no one's ever complained that it plays only 55 minutes either oh, I totally agree with that about 55 minutes yeah my name's Guy yeah I enjoyed the play I loved the, I mean, the way the, uh, they kiss each other and all the fake smiles and all, all that, actually really hated each other really great yeah thank you Okay, I'm Rebecca. Um, I really enjoy the, the fairly stylized mo- movements. There's a lot of kind of, you know, in terms of the unison, the, the use of the costumes was very clever and very simple. Um, but no, I thought it was really good. Very fun, very funny. Hi, my name's Eva. I thought that the facial expressions were particularly funny. They made me laugh at moments where I think no one else was laughing, but <laughs> they were very funny. It's a great play. Okay, we're fresh out the doors of Hard Copy. So Hard Copy is um, a day in the life in an office, Mm -hmm. four women at work. Being catty as anything. So they come in and they're all late, bar one of them, but only one... On time, bar one of them. No, no. So, late? so on, only Belle turned up on time. <laughs> so and then, they lost me at the start. <laughs> and then all of the other three women are late, but only one of them oh. gets caught up on it. And so they're all sort of saying, "Well, you know, it's good to be on time. You know, they're not going to fire someone who's on time." This is a great start where I've already missed part of it at the <laughs> beginning, isn't it? Great. I promise I didn't lose it the whole thing. <laughs> 
um, but then it just carries on and, uh, and so the, the gaslighting that goes on all throughout it, it is, is gaslighting it's mm. complete double standards totally gaslighting throughout mm. um, and it's really it really kind of builds up to this huge crescendo where they effectively it gets physical yeah in the end mm-hmm. um, so what did you think? I really, really liked it. For me, uh, the character, the person who played Belle, Lucy Hannigan, she stole the show. Honourable mention as well to Amy Connery playing Blanche. Mm-hmm. I thought those two characters, they were so well formed. You, you sort of, you knew five seconds in who they were. Yeah. The sort of characters you were dealing with, and are oh, like, it's, whenever they had a line, there was a smile on the edge of my lips. Yeah. Like it was, they were just so good. I think there were two points where we were absolutely, we lost ourselves yeah, just in gone. giggles, and that was, I think it was Belle's line. There was one where we, you know, she sort of, you know, she's obviously a bit of a, a sex pest, mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase, and she sort of says, "Oh, I really like meat," and it was just like, <laughs> I would just, um, the, the innuendo and then, that was, and then it. the look that uh, Blanche oh, gives her of absolute she, disgust, and then she delivers the cracking lines like sometimes when you say things I just want to slap you and it was just the way she did the, the look I mean she was Amy was absolutely the queen of the expression mm. the facial expression she, she had and the down. raised eyebrow yeah. as well she um, I would have liked to see a little bit more uh, development on the set design yeah. I, I think that that could have been a little bit sharper and I think that it needed a bit more pace on the lines it felt like at some points uh you were sort of waiting for for a reaction rather Mm. than things cutting across each other but i mean it's a new writing it's um they they haven't been doing this for very long and so i think actually when you see something like that we were laughing all the way through that uh it was fantastic writing and then really really well put put on i think and and so you know i wouldn't want to want to take away from it I think that, I mean the point with the set designs. Obviously, this is a it's a minimal set on purpose. So mm. we're in the studio at the Abbey Theatre. So it's generally a, a, a smaller set. It obviously, has to be something they can pick up and yeah, take down to, to Camden. So it has to travel. So we knew it was going to be a sort of you know minimal. I think one of the things that we we both felt was that there were points where you know obviously it's an office base. They were working on a lot of files. So there's a mm. lot of kind of writing. And it's hard to kind of make that. Um, you know we, we all know what it's like to be in office but they were kind of typing on imaginary keyboards mm. and I think that was that was slightly problematic maybe it, it worked perfectly fine when they were using paper yeah. I, if, if, if I was the director I would just remove the idea of a keyboard and it's an entirely paper based show yeah either that or maybe actually give them keyboards or give them keyboards yeah you know if yeah if you can't if they if you're worried about the keyboard traveling and things like that yeah it's sort of it it was a little something it was just a bit it sort of slightly that's the thing i mean i think we say this with a lot of productions the quality throughout it was so evident yeah that suddenly when you got a dip and you was thinking oh why where's the keyboard that Mm. sort of thing that it broke you out of this uh this sort of magical world that they've already transported you to and we had, I mean, the, the sort of costume design was very was very effective. They all came mm. in dressed exactly the same. And it was almost immediate because you had Belle sort of came in first dressed in her red shoes and her black outfit. And as soon as, um, I think it was Deuce came in, uh, no, sorry, Blanche came in next, you, know, she, you could see her kind of check her out as if to say, okay, you're dressed appropriately. And mm. she was dressed exactly the same. And I think it was, very, it was a very, very effective 
thing mm. for me to have them come in all dressed the same and you already got a sense that they'd already been through this kind of um it's a routine like, isn't yeah, it yeah and it's this this sort of they'd already built up that you know you had to dress in a particular mm. way to be approved to be in with the crowd it's set it up without yeah saying it's, anything. it's the, the mean kids at school isn't it yeah yeah, you've got to wear the, you've got to wear the, the particular shoes, the particular mm. style to be accepted. And another thing that I thought I I'd pick up from contractions as well, mm. which I didn't quite understand. Which we saw at Ovo put which on we recently. Saw at so Ovo, check yeah. out previous podcasts for that one. Uh, the, the use of a filing cabinet because it's so percussive <laughs> that when you slam it, it's actually like quite a horrible sound. Yeah. And I think that you, the, them using that was a really really effective technique. Just be like, yeah. oh my god, like yeah. it's just so uncomfortable and puts you on edge a big slam a big slam going on and I think so this is obviously the, the premiere for in English language I think the, the translation itself was very good mm-hmm. I think there wasn't anything that felt, that felt jarring in the terms of the script that not for me that stood out that didn't make sense still had references to the French it had nods you know um, talking about Le Pen and yeah, things talking like about Le Pen talking about um, the, the etymology of the word victim like mm. that big word for me right there <laughs> um, probably the wrong one um, but yeah so it's saying you know the word victim in French actually is a feminine, feminine. Yeah. Um, and I mean let's you know credit absolutely to Joe Emery who not only directed yeah but directed stars and, in it, yeah that's that's an incredible feat yeah I don't know how how you do that how do you have the, those two perspectives eyes on both because as well everyone's always on stage yes yeah exactly and I think Leanne I um, mean you know Leanne is a, a sort of regular in the, the theatre scene in St Albans as well Leanne mm. um, Biderman um, I'm sorry Leanne if I said that horribly um, <laughs> but I you know she did a, she did a great job of that that whole, whole breakdown mm. as Rose you know she came in just as much as the others you knew immediately she wasn't quite as well liked and she really did sort of crumble on stage in, in a really effective way I always feel sorry for, for people playing those sort of characters mm. um, because you're in such a funny play and you don't get any of the laughs yeah. and it's such a shame but, but you need to someone to be in there and be serious so that you can play the funny lines off yeah. of um, and so yeah she she really played that sort of distress but not too distressed that you sort of couldn't laugh at the the then horrible thing yeah. that someone was yeah. going to say, say about her and that is quite challenging I do feel a bit guilty that I really enjoyed it mm. and I found it very funny when it actually it was quite it, it sort of pulls you into the bullying you you almost sort of want to oh. egg them on because you, yeah. it's like this is so much fun it's definitely on their side mm. wow okay <laughs> so great show thank you very much um, to everyone who was involved um, we cool. very much enjoyed it hi I'm front page Frankie intrepid reporter for the Hearts Advertiser join me and host Danny Smith for the St Albans podcast a weekly look at the news views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans as well as delving into the biggest local stories we regularly cover topics including health food and drink legal matters the theatre scene and mental health Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm, and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for The St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. So I'm just here waiting for the start of Much Ado About Nothing. Really exciting. They did a pre-show where they got people up um, mucking about with swords, which was very, very funny. Um, I'm a massive fan of Ollie Thorne, who's uh, who's in this. Um, so I'm really, really excited. And i am come back to you at the end of the show. So I'm just back from Much Ado About Nothing. And uh, firstly, I just want to give a word to the wise. 
when you're going to see something at the Roman Amphitheatre, even when it's been really, really hot in the day, I'd definitely recommend taking a blanket because as soon as the sun gets down, it gets quite chilly. Uh, I was very lucky that my parents happened to be along and could offer me uh, a spare jacket because, oh boy, it was chilly. But uh, having said that, the performance was absolutely just fantastic. And so standout performances from Ollie Thorne, who I'm a big fan of his YouTube and his philosophy work. Um, And then Jenny Kilcast as well. Um, I know that she's uh, involved with stuff at the Abbey Theatre and really if her if her directing experience is as good as her acting was tonight well then we're we're in for a real ride when she puts on Pittman Pittman painters at the Abbey Theatre because she she was funny she was cheeky she was moving and I think that that was a real theme throughout all of the performances Uh, throughout the whole of the performance rather everyone just had such well-rounded interesting characters everyone was three-dimensional uh even if you were down to the the guard that was just uh waiting outside all of these people had really really strong characters and you believed that they were they were they had a life of their own once the play once the curtain sort of went down I would if I'm being hyper hypercritical I think that there was some uh struggling to get on the lines from the uh the king character and so I I would like to see that be a bit stronger I mean I know it's the start of a tour so I think that it will probably mature and bloom throughout the tour and I think also one of the challenges with the tour is you don't know where you're going to be staging it and so at times I w- although I was sitting very at the edge of the amphitheater for me there were there was a lot of blocking issues so I think that that is just going to be a word to the wise of the Roman amphitheater it isn't like a traditional proscenium arch stage and if you are going to be sat at the sides, I think there's going to be some blocking. Um, but really, that's me being quite hypercritical. I really, really enjoyed it. And if you get a chance to see Much Ado uh, in in and around the Hertfordshire area, uh, it will all be on our website. And it was just such a powerful, moving experience. Very, very funny. I definitely recommend it. Hello, I'm Simon Carver. Join me and Danny Smith on our new podcast, The St Albans Film Guide. Each week we'll be looking at what's on at the cinema, the top ten, new releases, and also what's on TV over the coming week on all the free-to-air channels. Now, if you want to find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, you can go to stalbanspodcast.com to find out more. So that's The Film Guide with me, Simon Carver, part of The St Albans Podcast in association with The Arts Advertiser. So we're at the um, back of the Roman Festival, um, waiting for Romeo and Juliet tonight. Yes, and it's uh, in the Roman Amphitheatre, and it is just such a fantastic setting. It's a lovely, this, it's almost sunset, it's very beautiful. This, this is, it looks really exciting. Now, when they came on, uh, Emma told us it was set in like a, a village, and there is a maypole on stage. <laughs> there is a maypole and bales of hay. And bales of hay, <laughs> so we're authentic. It's going to be a good night. Yeah, really excited. Let's hear what the audience thought. I thought it was fabulous, but my daughter was playing nurse. You oh, see. so you totally buzzed. And oh, she's always mom. fabulous. Oh, yeah. well, she's yeah. the raw show. Lots of But stuff, all of so. them were just wonderful. Hi, I'm Lorraine, and um, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I really love the singing interpretation of Shakespeare and um, the really funny parts and the acting out was just super. What did you find funny? 
Um, my name's Imogen and I found it really funny uh, when the two boys were messing around a lot and just mimicking them. My name's Evangeline and I really liked the performance and it was like really based on um, Shakespeare and it had all the songs and the old words. Hi, my name is Lisa. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really lyrical and quite magical and it was a fantastic setting. Okay, so a fresh off Romeo and Juliet in the Roman Amphitheatre. Ben, what did you think? What a fantastic setting to do some Shakespeare plays in. Uh, I really, really enjoy watching Shakespeare in the Roman Amphitheatre. Um, it's just it, You can feel there's just energy in the air. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's coming alive. And it feels like it's the sort of place that... Shakespeare was most it was supposed to be done it was supposed to be done and I think it um, we interviewed Emma Gersh on one of the earlier podcasts um, to tell us about Romeo and Juliet coming up and she said that her real passion is taking um, Shakespeare into the outdoors where it was sort of kind of she feels like it's supposed to be and I, you really felt it you mm. felt it in this tonight um no, I'm not a big fan of musicals. No, and and <laughs> to be honest, I've seen it done in Shakespeare <laughs> not very well. Yes, and when she said they were having original numbers written, I felt like I was quite worried. It's um, a big risk. If it goes wrong, it's bad. Yeah, but it wasn't, it, you know, they used the text and they, they made that musical. So mm. it was, you know, they were still doing the monologue, but it was to, to song and that was much more effective, I thought. And I think the reason why it worked is, um, I, as we heard from Emma, like, it's set in a village and that folk uh so there was a maypole um dance scene and that folk uh that was really clever theme just ran throughout the whole of the show and i think that quite often when you set shakespeare to song you're sort of doing it to fill a bit of time mm. or just to jazz it up and make it a bit more exciting but no you felt like these were these were ballads that people were like singing yeah exactly and, and so I think that that is the reason why it worked so well is you were drawn into this village atmosphere and you were in a pub basically where a bloke was going my girlfriend's love <laughs> left me I don't know what I'm going to do but it was really really true. and now you we, we were a bit on a divide about this because there was quite a bit of direct audience interaction mm. like particularly when they were coming on stage now you love that I, I really loved it it was great with the so they came out and they improv with the audience and they were like oh what you're drinking da -da -da -da. See, that makes me really nervous. And I could, I can definitely see how, like, you either love it, you hate it, and I'm a weird person, and I loved it. I don't think it makes you weird, just different. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, it's definitely one of those things we were saying about this at the uh, interval. If you don't, it's like a comedy gig. If you don't want them to talk to you, don't sit yeah, in the front. Which you obviously made us sit in the front row. Well, Great I idea. didn't know that was the way. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, going back to the maypole. Okay, so. Mm. As I said, like, so the, the whole scene. concept of this, it was set in a village and then you've kind of got the rivaling factions, it was all on May Day. And the moment where Romeo and Juliet met was mm. round the maypole, they were doing this dance and I thought that worked so well. Really, really effectively. I loved that. They they slowed, they kind of slow motions the dancers around the edge, they mm. had their sort of thing in the middle and it was... No, this is like this is gonna sound really goofy, like a super fangirl. But it really that fish tank Baz Luhrmann moment mm, in the movie. Yeah. It sort of felt a little bit like that, where there's this huge party going on and they were having a little kind of separate moment. It had echoes of that and equally it had echoes of now this is a reference and a half, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know those old Victorian cartoons where it was like cards in a circle and then uh -huh. you'd spin it and then things would move. Yeah, yeah. 
it, so it was like a, a sort of a shutter like yeah. stop motion effect because you had people wandering around the maypole and blocking your view yeah that again like made you forced you to use your imagination and think what's going on and you sort of put your own love and emotion into these two characters because yeah. you had to fill in the blanks which I think again was really effective yeah absolutely because one of the things that Shakespeare does is use the off stage and the unseen really really well yeah and so quite often when you see oh it's terrible like you couldn't imagine the thing that just happened over there yeah you imagine something a lot worse than if someone had said like oh he just tripped over and like stubbed his toe (laughs) (laughs) um stand-up performance for you uh, definitely the nurse Anna yeah um, she every single opportunity that she had every single line was just so crisp mm-hmm. and then and so I'm like oh yeah she's a really good actor yeah yeah this is, this is great you know I'm on your side and then she starts singing yeah and then she can sing <laughs> and then they all start singing um, so yeah I was really sort of taken aback by just the the real quality the definite sort of I know it was a professional show but it was up there with, yeah, the, pro- was a good professional with the professional show. shows. Yeah. I think I'd agree. Um, I thought, I mean, that everyone was really good. I'm blown away that it was Romeo's first professional show. Yeah. That's that's quite mm. something. Julia, I think, again, you know, we, we said this about The Tempest that we saw the other week with, like, Miranda was cast mm. really well. She mm. looked young, she looked sweet, but she wasn't weak. And I she played that. young as well. I she played that. young, sort of naive. Yeah. But passionate and strong yeah. and and feisty and really did that sort of I don't really know much about the world but what I do know is I, I want to get what I want and I just I, it worked it was a great cast it was a great show really well done um, we look forward to coming back again soon for another one Hi I'm Elspeth Jackman inviting you to listen to my podcast One to One with Elspeth find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of the St Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. I'm here at the uh, Abbey Theatre. Uh, we're just about to go in to uh, watch Ben-Hur, which is the latest offering by the Company of Ten. And uh, with me here uh, to go in, I'm saying we, because uh, I have uh, a local actress, uh, Katie Robinson, <laughs> who appeared with me on stage in a play a couple of months ago. Um, so, Katie, what do you know of Ben-Hur? Um, I know it's a really long film. Um, the play itself, I don't know anything about other than that it's meant to be funny. And I've seen some pictures on Instagram, which are... Um, intriguing me let's say yeah so it's it's got a cast of four but they are playing every character from the movie i believe agreed i agree with your summation 
<laughs> okay, so a uh, lot, lot of hype about this. Uh, people are saying it's really funny. Um, it's riot, riotous. Is riotous? that the word? Yeah, I yeah, think riotous. riotous is the word. Yeah, um, and yeah, I've seen some great pictures as well. And so uh, we're, we're quite looking forward to it. There's, I'm just looking across at the Abbey Theatre. We just stood in the car park, and there's quite a crowd outside I my, already. I can see my dad. Is that your dad over there? My dad's over there. Is that the, the guy who's looking at us in a weird way? Saying, "Who's that with my daughter?" Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, perhaps we'll get him to tell us later <laughs> on what he thought of yeah, the play. Good idea. Great. Let's hear what the audience thought. Mill Mini. <laughs> I thought the performance was energetic. I thought it was fast-paced. Um, so it took a what took a bit to keep up to you know know what was going on and the switch between the script and their personal stroke. Fast lives was actually quite fun. So we've just seen Ben Hur, and I'm here with uh, with award-winning local actress. Um, you must have won something that you're laughing like that. Ever won a scratch card? No, but I did get I did win runner-up at the Luton Youth Drama Festival. There you go. In two thousand and something. Okay, well, runner-up. Right, no, but I got a medal for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm here with uh, with an award-winning local <laughs> actress, Katie Robinson. We've just watched uh, Ben Hur. Katie, what did you think? I thought it was a very interesting yet silly play. I uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. I don't, this is not a spoiler. It's a play within a play, which I hadn't been expecting, um, and I think that adds an interesting edge to it. But it is a lot of silly fun. I didn't realise quite that it was a play within a play until I saw that we had two programmes, and we had yes. we had the real programme and then a programme of the play within the play that we were watching by the lead actor. Uh, same. I think that was a nice handy clue. I think it may not have been entirely clear if you didn't have that programme, but it, it made it much easier to understand what was going on, I think. Yeah. I also... So I felt it was very pantomime-like. It felt yes. an awful lot of audience yes. participation. There was. There were booing, there's hissing, there's encouragements to boo and hiss. There are people chatting back. I was quite surprised. I quite enjoyed that. You don't get that much at this time of year. No, and uh, we had to we had to row at one point and we had to shout... Th- we had to remember what to shout out and to shout things yeah, out. which we both failed. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a guy sat very near us who gave it enough for both of us. He absolutely did. It was kind of intimidating, but he clearly loved the show. Yeah. So um very funny. Although I found that I didn't I didn't find all of it as funny as some people, and I think it's that there were references that I didn't get, and I wondered if you were slightly older whether you would have got more of the references because I got some of them, but not all of them. Do you think that's just because you haven't watched the film like maybe ever and I haven't watched it for 20 years and can't really remember it and think of it as Spartacus? P- possibly. But, but no, I thought the references weren't so much to the film but just, I don't know, just like pop culture references but f- like the older people would have got. I mean, like they all laughed when they said about he was a friend of a fisherman, he was a fisherman's friend yeah, which was, was a really, lozenger I th- from... I thought that was really funny. Yeah. yeah. But there were things like that and everyone else was laughing and I didn't get it and I'm thinking, was that a reference to like some old thing off of an advert no, or something? No, I think it's just you. Okay, anyway, thoroughly enjoyable, um, brilliantly yes. played by the four leads. Uh, yes, absolutely. They did an incredible job. Um, as an actor, watching that, go, you're just going, wow, what hard work. They worked hard in that show. Mm. They should be very proud of what they've done. And also, I want to give a special shout out to their understudy and their, their body, body double. double who was there tonight, Rory Byrne, your father. Yes, my father. Um, I, I, just would have, I just wondered whether he would have had to have used the same gold loincloth if he was standing in. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. No? Okay. Anyway, Ben-Hur is on until the 13th of uh, July at the Abbey Theatre. You can get more information and tickets and all of that stuff from abbeytheatre.org.uk. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Katie Robinson, thanks for coming along with me and helping me to review that. No problem. I'll do it again.
We're here at the Abbey Theatre. We've just come out of Ben-Hur and I'm caught up with the director, uh, Rosemary. So uh, this was the first official night, wasn't it, in front of... So you, you've done a, a, a charity preview night and there was a members night, but this is the first night it was open to the general public. Yes, that's right. Uh, now, I'm guessing from the look on your face, I already know the answer, but how do you feel that went? <laughs> well, it's been great fun. I mean, obviously I've lived with it for the last... I don't know, six months or whatever. But it's been, it's lovely to see it come all together. And yes, of course, I'm very happy. Yeah, and, and uh, t- t- you asked an awful lot of, of four people on stage, plus yeah. however many you had backstage as well. You must be pretty pleased with them. I'm absolutely delighted with them. They, they work their socks off you know it's, it's rushing off it's not only the actors that have to work really really fast it's the team backstage that have to keep up with them so yeah yeah I was thinking in particular about people like the, the, the sound people and the and wardrobe as well they seem to be a lot of things where they keep the actors and, and the, the, the circumstances of the play were keeping people on their toes well yes I mean if they don't the whole play absolutely collapses so they have to they have to work as a team it's a truly ensemble piece of theatre everyone's working and keeping an eye on what everybody else is doing so they have to otherwise it goes there okay. <laughs> uh, and this is on until Saturday the 13th yes is it right? is yeah yes okay. that's right well, uh, thank you very much for speaking to us thanks Danny thank you thanks Well, what a complete whirlwind that was. Um, Thank you to uh, our guest reviewers, Danny and Katie. Um, Thanks to all of the um, the cast and crew who've put on an amazing array of shows over the last few weeks and indeed over the last few months while we've been doing this um, podcast. If you want to listen back to any of our old shows, um, you can check those out on stalbanspodcast.com. You can also uh, tune into any of our sister shows. That's the Film Guide with Simon Carver or one, one on... Uh, to one with Elspeth or even listen to Danny chatting on his regular weekly show um well I think that's everything I need to say for today so thanks again to the Hearts Ad for all your support um and the studio space that we get to use I'm really looking forward to what's going to come next we will be back really soon uh Ben as well we miss you Ben (laughs) we'll be back with our uh, reviews of Macbeth down at the Roman Theatre, Merry Wives of Window at the Company of Ten, and loads and loads of stuff coming up for the next season. See you soon. The Theatre Show with Ben and Susie, produced in association with the St Albans Podcast. For more St Albans podcasts, check out stalbanspodcast.com for full details on all the podcasts available and how to subscribe. To get in touch with The Theatre Show, email theatreshow at stalbanspodcast.com. The St Albans Podcast Theatre Show, out every fortnight on Thursdays.